It's good to it's good to have you all here on this Sunday, this first Sunday after Christmas. It's gonna feel a little different since Christmas was all of yesterday. But Christmas tide is how many people know how many days Christmas Christmas season is? Twelve days. Yep, <laughs> twelve days of Christmas. Um, it, it kind of goes in the face opposite of, of our opposite of our culture because you spend so much time getting ready for Christmas that by the time Christmas has come, everyone's tired of it and is ready to move on. Um, but, but in the church, we really want to pause because it's a big deal. We've spent um, all the season of Advent preparing for the way of the Lord, right? That was really that overarching theme that we, in Advent, was we were preparing our hearts for Jesus to come. We were remembering um, his first coming at Christmas and also his second coming when he comes back um, and brings, brings judgment. But, but for Christmas, especially in this season, we really want to pause and reflect on who he is and um, what our response, you know, with him coming in, what our response to that really is. During this Christmas season, the church has actually quite a lot of feast days. Um, today would fall to Stephen um, the martyr. He was our first martyr. Um, we also have, we also remember tomorrow, John the Evangelist. Um, and we have, um, we remember, you know, the death of um, all the innocents when they were, when Herod was trying to stop Jesus and that sadness in that. And it also encompasses that time when Jesus um, was brought to the temple and received his name. And so there's a lot that actually happens that we remember. And as I was looking at all these scriptures that we have, um, they, they kind of prepare us for that because what all of this has happened, when we read Isaiah, he was looking forward, looking forward to this time when we would be rejoicing in the salvation that we now had. That was part of his prophecy, that there was a time. And in that, I don't know if you caught it, and he said, will not remain silent, that you must speak out because of that joy and that rejoicing for what will be when Jesus comes, when the Messiah comes and will be a part of us. You will not remain silent. Galatians um, shows us how leads us how the law led us to Christ. That it, we had to have the law to lead us. He came under the law. He, everything was followed for Jesus as he was born under the law. But then because of what he did and the light that he shone, um, we became free from that law. Um, that we no longer owed that same debt because he paid that debt for us. And then we come to John, um, that beautiful beginning, which just summarizes so much. And here, um, 
the gospel writer, as he talked about, as he um, was speaking here, you know, in the beginning was the word. Before all this had happened was the word, and the word was God, and the um, word was with God. Through him, all things were made. And then he goes right into, there was a man sent by God who prepared the way, and that was John the Baptist. So he could not stay silent. That was his job, he had to point. His job, he wasn't, he was not the Messiah, but he pointed towards him. He said, there is a light that's gonna come. You need to remember this. You need to repent and, and get ready for that. And that's what all that Advent was preparing us for, um, to do this. And so now we, as believers, or even if you're trying to figure out if you believe, it's like, what difference did it make for Jesus to come into the world? Because unfortunately, things didn't suddenly get a lot better. We know things got tough, actually tougher for a little while. But the idea, but what he's trying to say is that Jesus is, our, is the light, that he shines on the darkness, that no matter what is going on, that we need the light. The darkness doesn't get it. Our sin, just pretending like it's not there, doesn't mean it goes away. We have to shine the light on the bad so it can be cleared out in that. And that's, you know, Jesus coming in because of the love that he has for us. That's why he, um, that he did that. And part of the reason why we remember, you know, these feast days, we're talking about Stephen. Stephen, you know, his heart was to serve everybody, but to also proclaim the gospels, proclaim the truth. And he did that um, even though he got resistance to that. He could not keep silent because he was rejoicing in the fact of, um, at that point, it was after Jesus had, had risen from the dead, but he could not keep silent. Um, John the Evangelist is because he was speaking who God, who Jesus was once they learned. We know, we've learned who that is um, with that. So the question is, now that, the, now that we get reminded, and you know, part of that wonderful part of the seasons of the church is we get an annual reminder to come back to that first love that we have. What, you know, Jesus came in the midst of a lot of darkness. They really had begun to really wonder. Um, you know, it'd been a lot of years since God had spoken through any prophets um, when Jesus came. And when, the night he came, we, you know, you heard about it, Christmas night. The shepherds, that what did they do? They heard, they heard the angels singing, they came and checked it out, and then went and talked about it. Even the wise men, who we'll hear about on Epiphany in 12 days. Um, that's when Jesus was announced to the world. Um, but they, they heard about this, and they wanted to see for themselves. And they went, they went out, and they shared that. They couldn't keep quiet. And so it's like, where are we in that? Can you keep quiet about what, who God is and who Jesus is? And what that light means when in the midst of some hard times. Um, many of you know that I'm a chaplain um, at, at a local hospital. And I, I was working on Christmas Eve 
And I debated whether or not they told me you don't have to. And it's like, this is a hard week. And I, I spent the week, all week working. I had this list of people who had requested to see me. And all week, I would go through and go around to all these rooms. And they were always busy. I couldn't get in to talk to them. I mean, this was Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And it's like, what am I doing? Um, I was, I'd hurt, I found out on Monday that um, I'd hurt my leg about a month ago. And it's like, well, it's better, but not 100%. I saw a specialist on Monday and she said, well, Cindy, you have torn your tendon. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's like, she goes, you got to stop walking as much as you did. Um, you can't push through the pain. I don't know how many of you, I'm classic for pushing through pain. It's what got me into that mess. But she helped me out. She, put, she gave me some stuff to help it. And obviously, I'm still on my feet. I just can't walk a lot at one time. But during this week, as I kept needing to, and I had to limit myself because I couldn't just keep rounding all day long and not um, have it. And I wondered, God, what in the world do you have for me? It's really uncommon to not be able to talk to any people who actually requested me to, to talk to them. So on Christmas Eve, I arrived real early in the morning because I needed to leave um, midday for some plans. And I came in and said, okay, God, whatever you have for me. First place I walked into, I had a couple of new requests but I walked into the ICU and they saw me and they said, oh, Cindy, did you hear that we have a patient in the, in the emergency room um, who had a heart attack who is not going to make it? And I said, no, I had not heard about that yet. I will check on that. And they said, well, they're working on this. I said, okay, I'll give them a little bit of time. So then I went upstairs, met up with someone else who had requested me. And this one was a new request. And guess what? She was available this day. But she lit up when she saw me, and we were able to talk about her faith and what Christmas was. She had just lost her husband just a few months ago and was facing that. So we were able to pray into that together. And then I met up with another patient who um, I hadn't, none of us had been able to see, the social worker, no one, because she was always off doing something. But I was able to see her um, this morning, and she lit up. It's like, oh, yes, can we pray together? Because I really, you know, I'm really frightened, but I really want to do this. It's like, wonderful. And then I went over into the emergency room because they were ready for me at that point. This family was actually, um, um, the patient was not conscious, but they had a large family, very supportive family. Um, mostly spoke Farsi, but the younger ones spoke English. But I stepped in right as they were, as um, patient was starting to, um, to go because they were not going to um, attempt to bring him back just because of the state of his heart. Um, and as we were all standing together, you know, I didn't want to step in, but as it was, in, as, as he passed, I was offering prayer for them just to, for him to be received. And then they turned to me and said, you know, could you come pray for him? I said, absolutely. So we all came together, offered a prayer of, of 
that I often do. And then they turned to me and said, that was his one wish, was that he could have a prayer and a blessing when he died. Um, and it's like, well, thank you, Lord. I didn't know why I had to be there on Christmas Eve in the morning. My family was going, just stay home. And I said, I can't. I've got to go in. For these three patients, you just never know. I became their light, is all that to say. Became a light that I didn't even know that I could be there for them. Um, I wished I could have stayed longer because everyone was kind of in that mode. But, um, but, but, but I stopped and left the rest to him. But I, I share this in an offering of saying, how can you be a light to those around you? that even when sometimes it doesn't work, do you keep going back? And just be a light. That's not a matter of being pushy necessarily, but how can you point the light to Jesus just by who you are and what you do? And in this season of Christmas, when we remember his coming and all the joyous um, um, praise Especially, you know, that, that first night when they realized that the Messiah really had come. The promise um, was realized. Didn't know what all that meant yet. Um, but the promise had been realized. And this light is in the world. And that light is still in our world now. You know, he, he's not as the baby. He's not with us. But everything we do is in honor of who he is. God incarnate. God with us, Emmanuel. Um, and so I offer that. That um, now, kind of pause for a moment um, in reflection of um, how um, you know, as this year is moving forward, how can I be that light pointing towards Christ in the midst of the place that God has put has put me has put each of us. He's put each of us in exactly where he wants us to be. Um, it's all different situations. And he's prepared you just for that. And, and so it's like, how will you let him um, um, press forward so that you don't have to be quiet, but you can shine that light towards Jesus um, in that way. Amen. Thanks for being with us online in the sermon podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinitysv.org.